0: Does it get any more personal, does it get any more uncomfortable than the situation between Jeff Jarrett, Karen Jarrett, and Kurt
1: Angle? You're looking at a guy who's in the best shape of his career, quite frankly, the best cardio conditioning in the history of professional wrestling, because you hadn't been in the ring in six months.
0: Well, I've been out a
1: few months, so I don't really know what kind of shape I'm in, but if Jeff Jarrett wants to know what kind of shape I'm in, what? in ask his wife
0: this situation it's awkward but it's very real oh it's real it's dead which makes it uncomfortable you know every time i
1: look into jeff Jarrett's eyes i, I see, see him taking advantage of my kids
0: it makes me sick messing with me is one thing but messing with my kids is another thing Do you think anybody in this building
1: thinks Kurt Angle has a snowballed chance in hell of beating me? Absolutely not. I mean, he may have some amateur background, some amateur credentials, but he's nothing compared to me. That's right, Kurt, because I'm taking you out once and for all.
0: No, 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 Don't worry about what kind of shape you're in, Jeff, because I'm going to have a lot of fun tonight. that. Can't, can't Kurt Angle, watch those hips. Boom, snap three. Oh,
1: boy. Oh, boy. Oh boy. And I'm going to have a great
0: time kicking your ass. And the stipulations are just nuts. If the Angle wins of the two children that he fathered with Karen Jarrett. But if Jeff wins, then Kurt Angle has to walk Karen down the aisle March 3rd on impact when Jeff and Karen redo
1: their battle. March 3rd in Fayetteville, North Carolina, Kurt Angle is going to walk that aisle.
0: Wrestling Spotlight, presented by Hami Media and the Pro Wrestling Reflection, where we discuss the very best of the best in pro wrestling history. And what you gonna do when Hulkamania in the largest arms in the world run wild on you?
1: The two soundest wrestlers in the World Wrestling Federation, maybe in the history of the World Wrestling Federation, are right here, right now. Mr. Perfect and the exclusive execution, the Hitman.
0: WrestleMania weekend isn't complete without the heartbreak kid and he is on his way. He put hard times on Dusty Rhodes and his family. They think they got the answers. I change the question. You will rest in peace. Get used to it in Ric Flair. Who you're looking at, the man? Ooh, the The knights. What is going on there? The Haminites, the Vitoites, the PWCites, the leftites, the rightites, the Demites, the Repubites, the Ukrainites, the Russianites, all the ice, the alienites, the illegal alienites in Mexico, Trump jumping over the border, the acolytes. From the acolytes, the, the hermaphrodites, every <laughs> I- in the world. This just too much. I have a, I have to use the Webster's dictionary for all the ice. But if I do that, then it'll be you a You just found archer. another
1: way to say your favorite word. What, hermaphrodites? Dick. Dick. No. The dictionary.
0: Jesus Christ. <laughs> See, already, reflectionites. That's my favorite. Right? It's the reflectionites. The Magnificent Seven, the Elite Eight, the Naughty Nine, the Terrific Ten. You know how the professor rolls. Not this, you know, this perverted, uh but, you know, he uses Christ in vain and then kind of uses other. You just did they- that. Nah, no, I don't that was you. You're repenting. You're gonna repent. But either way, and he's holding. See, that's voodoo right there. He's holding <laughs> a, a Christian head. That's why Christian hasn't been on TV on AEW for so long because
1: he TV was just voodoo. on there with the Tyrannosaurus Rex guy.
2: That was that was months ago. That was that was pre-tape. A week ago,
0: was that was pre-tape. That doesn't mean anything, but anyway, <laughs> neither here nor there. Welcome or welcome to the PWR Podcast here at High mean Media Group at PowerBeam.com. And of course, the PWC Network at PowerBeam.com. What's up, GBT with some and bones? What's up to the doctor of WrestleNomics, Jeff Lipman. Thank you for always supporting us. And this PWR Pro Wrestling Reflection Edition. You know, like I said, we always do episodics we do movies, we do a lot of stuff. But you know what? We haven't done a rivalries in a long ass time. But before I talk about the rivalries edition here on the pro wrestling reflection, I must introduce myself because I'm vain like that because I gotta stay as young as I can because, you know, the bones are brittle. You know, I have brittle bones, I have arthritis, I have all this stuff. So if I introduce myself, in the oh-so-magnanimous way, in the oh-so-studious way, in the oh-so-glorious way, I stay young for another week. And that is your friend of mine, the Professor Chabelle Bacu. But I'm not here alone. No, 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 no. I am here with my brother from another mother. The conservative liberal. The liberal conservative. The man with the iron stomach. The man that can drink tequila, vodka, whiskey, Bud Light, like Coors Light, all the ice, And no, how but you not. push... No Bud Light anymore. No, no Bud. Oh God, you're like Kid Rock too. Oh Jesus no. Christ! First of all, you'd have to start drinking it to quit drinking it. I don't drink it because it's fucking urine, and I think it's or, funny wait, because hold on, hold the on, people they're I catering even, to. I haven't, I haven't even said your name, and you're going Sorry. here in your saluting. But anyway, see, this is why I love him. This is my brother from another mother. Woo! Tommy Wonder, and now let T W go on his rant against Bud Light, against. This all the political spectrum of Bud Light and what it represents. I'm gonna let
1: the 12 people listening to our show know right now mm-hmm. that absolutely 150% Bud Light knew there would be backlash. That's why they did it. Pay attention. Think about it. You know why? who you know who Bud, Bud Light it? consulted with, right? You know who Bud Light consulted with. I'm thinking big Ray. But no, no, it
0: was Eric Bischoff. Controversy creates cash.
1: Exactly. Because there's no such thing as bad press. However, there has been a backlash and there has been a dense in Bud Light sales, which is their bread and butter for Anheuser-Busch's full umbrella. But the funny thing is, is they do it because they know both sides are going to respond to it. But my favorite meme of it all, because it all comes back to liberal hypocrisy. It's Mm -hmm. a meme that you see all the time with that dude from Canada, Mm -hmm. Aubrey. His name is Aubrey, like my daughter, but they call him Drake. Where he goes? Mm -hmm. Black chick on a pancake bottle? Nah. Fake chick on a Bud Light can? Yeah. So all these people saying that these people are complaining about a stupid (laughs) can are the same people that complained about Aunt Jemima, uh, what's the other one? Uh, Mrs. Buttersworth and Uncle 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 Ben, right? Mm The same people and the people complaining about Jemima and, and Mrs. Butterworth and Uncle Ben aren't the people that they want you to think who are complaining about it. You know who was complaining about it? So oh. white motherfucker with guilt in Connecticut and it would probably a woman or a male. It, not one black person gave a shit about any of those products. Not one person cares about that can, but... Controversy creates cash. Nobody was talking about Kid Rock a week ago. They're talking about him now. And the funny thing about it is they talk about him like they don't care that he's mad about the can. Well, you had to care a little bit because you talked about it on the Internet. So just a little bit. You just made (laughs) yourself look like an idiot and a liar. But the bottom line is they did it on purpose. Just like Disney purposely changes the race of cartoon characters and makes movies out of it. Because they all know it's going to get a reaction. But what do Coke and Disney have in common? Both of them started backpedaling because their sales dipped. And that's the bottom line. They do this virtual signaling stuff for people who aren't even asking for it. The gays didn't want this person on the beer can. Some white motherfucking Connecticut did. And they put him on there. And now everyone's mad at the gays who had nothing to do with this or the whatever the hell they call that guy. I know he's still a guy who dresses like a woman. And I've heard stuff about him, too. Like, he didn't used to do that. And then his views were going down. And then he... Did the transformation to get views, but the bottom yeah, line is I it's know who all he, the work
2: who he she was. I don't care.
1: It's but all anyway. the work, Professor. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And it, it, every time I see DDP with the shirt, I love it. The real world is faker than professional wrestling. That's the bottom line. This mm-hmm. shit's all done intentionally, and it's all meant to make us bicker among ourselves so that there other shit. That, come on. Was there ever any more heat lately on people than Trump or Biden? No. Now all of a sudden we're talking about a beer can instead. It's by design.
2: They're all in it together. It is apropos. You know, this white on white violence that goes on on social media is really, really, you know, it's a monstrosity. To the, to the common sense, folks. It's a monstrosity because the white-on-white violence on social media, it's just funny to me. I, I laugh at, at it, but, you know, it, neither here nor there. I
1: wouldn't even call it white-on-white. I'd call it moron-on-moron because it's like a fishing pole thrown out there, and both sides grab the hook. That's what, you don't ever see me complain about it. I'll make oh, a fucking joke. I like my joke. I said oh, Bud no, likes— You put, have common sense.
2: You told the line, but you have the common sense value. You're well, not the extreme left or I'm the not going to get right. mad at
1: my friends and family yeah. for getting mad about a beer can one way or the other. I do yeah. have a lot of acquaintances on my Facebook who are absolute clowns and, mm-hmm. and make statements that why don't you just call yourself a parrot because all you're doing is repeating what your little masters and puppet string pullers tell you to do. And I want to laugh at them. But I know once I write something, I'm going to get caught in a, in a shithole that I got to destroy multiple people because they're all the same. Because most of them are people who I was wrestling with in my 20s who are now in their 40s and they still think Vince is going to call them. And they don't have a job and they live with their parents still. It's pathetic. They want it's, free
2: it's shit so all, they can
0: chase their dream. It's all about the game and how you play it. Right.
2: That, that's a song right there. But neither yep. here nor there. But I now Cheeto Dick they got
1: Cheeto fingers, and then they touched their dick, and now they got Cheeto dick. I'll take your word
2: for it. But with, <laughs> me, with that being said, welcome to the PWR Podcast, and welcome to the Greatest Rivalries Edition. So, T.W., the, the reason that we're doing this Greatest Rivalries Edition is— Because you shot one, down the Sheep Herders one. I shot down the Sheep Herders one because I think we did one, but neither here nor there. But uh, you know what? We'll do a Sheep Herders Movies Edition with the Family Matters episode. Do You remember right. that one? I yes, didn't so, even know that happened. So yes, 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 it did. So we'll do that on another time. See, the professor always is in the laboratory thinking about future shows, but neither here nor there. But I wanted to. We haven't done a greatest rivalries edition here on the PWR podcast in such a long time, and he is holding the Kurt Angle action figure. That's an ugly head. I don't know what they did with Kurt Angle there. This is did my that, only Kurt Angle figure, and I hate it. You know, hold that up for a second. Just, just, the audio reflection as you're not seeing this, I'm seeing this, but look at that head, T.W. That looks like, that's a 50-year-old doing all that shit. They they put the 50-year-old scanning on him. It just looks older. It does not look like, you know, 2000 or whatever. Right. It it really looks older. That's just my humble opinion. But anyway, we don't want to agree with his hair. He's got the hair. He's got like the Captain America singlet. That's why. You got to go back to the 2001. 2000, yeah. yeah that's so. Right when they made but, it. But now, let me get my, into my soliloquy. We haven't done a Rivals edition in a long time, so I said, you know, let me pick a rivalry that's not only recent for the IWC, YWC, PWC pundits, but a, a rivalry that, let's say, blurred the lines. So. It was apropos reflection. I said it was apropos to the Magnificent Seven that I picked one of these rivalries that blurred the lines of reality and went into the wrestling ring. And in my humble opinion, TW, and you can retort back, I call it a raving success for two reasons. One, they didn't kill each other. <laughs> <laughs> I'm glad that was your number one because that's and my number two, And two, and two. No matter what, even though we can understand management hearsay, there was multiple matches, so it drew money. So, what say you, TW, T-W about this particular rivalry between double J, Jeff Jarrett? That's J E double F, J A double R, E double T, and of course, the Olympic gold medalist, Kurt Angle. And we are focusing, Reflectionites, on 2011 specifically. So, what say you, TW, about this rivalry here, because again, like I said, it blurs the lines. So in the in the, in the annals of annals. professional, that annals, annals, the, 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 that is a word. I know this much. In the annals <laughs> of professional wrestling, there is that code, T.W. You, you talked about the code. There's always a code. So that's why I said the reason that this rivalry works, even though it blurs the lines, they didn't kill each other. But go ahead, T.W. I don't want to two up two too mains,
1: much. Right? Because mm-hmm. Angle is an employee, and Jarrett is basically booking and running this company, right? Give, so, give or take all the logistics. Yeah, this, he was founder. This angle he was, mm-hmm. To see the light of day, uh-huh. it tells you that unlike the Miz, Kurt Angle, or Jeff Jarrett has massive balls to even ask Kurt to do this angle, right? Whoever uh-huh. whoever did it. And, and Jarrett being on board, if it wasn't his idea and someone said, we got to do this, balls of steel. Uh-huh. And two, If you ever doubt that Kurt Angle is a professional in a world of supposed professionals, it's here. I will say this in the three matches that we watched, I felt like I was watching a different Kurt Angle. I felt like his charisma wasn't there and almost not that he was phoning it in, but almost that he felt uncomfortable. Like he didn't talk much. It was like Uh he'd come to the ring and he just wrestled, but. I didn't see many potatoes. I saw him taking care of him on suplexes that he could have killed him. I do mm-hmm. want to say that I didn't realize until these, so, these three matches, uh, he's absolutely psychopath when it comes to doing moonsaults. And mm-hmm. you can almost tell when he's going to miss because he doesn't even bother to look where the guy is when he does the moonsault. He just there was to, no he just way he was ever it. hitting Angle in that cage. And right. Angle still, or not Angle, Jarrett. And Jarrett, I, I don't know if you caught it, he rolled over to try to save Kurt Angle's life, man. Like he sacrificed himself so that Kurt had something to land on, and he uh-huh. still was too far away. And I just thought, wow. But I got to say this before we get too crazy: the the hats off to him because I remember this in 2011. I was very uh, put off by it. I was like, man, this man, this is. Remember, I quoted Macho Man before, where he said to somebody, I think it was Paige, He said, "Yeah, did an angle with my wife before." She ain't my wife no more, right? Mm-hmm. He's basically blaming wrestling for why they got divorced. Right. Um, so I've always had a bad taste when when people do stuff like this. Not the stuff with, like, Austin and Pillman where no one's stealing wise I like that stuff, you know, where it looks like you're coming to their house. Uh, Gargano and uh, the basketball short guy just did it. Uh,
2: Grayson Waller. Grayson Waller.
1: I like that stuff. Um, but I don't like, you know, like... As a kid, I didn't mind the Cheryl Roberts, Jake Roberts, Rick Rude deal because I thought it was real. I, I just thought he was trying mm-hmm. to take his girl, right? But he didn't take her. It, these angles were people take him, But what I need to say is that's the beauty of this because even as a guy who at the time was wrestling again, it, it left a bad taste in my mouth. And I think I met Kurt Angle not long after that is when I met him. Mm-hmm. Um, it was either in 2013 or or it might have been just before all this. I don't know. But he came to, to a Border City show, and that's where I met him. Anyways, I di- I have since heard that Angle and his wife were separated before Jarrett and her hooked up. It's still awkward as shit, but mm-hmm. it wasn't she left him for Jeff Jarrett. That's, that's the impression I had, and that's when I thought, oh. You're playing Russian roulette getting in a ring with that dude because you never know. What's 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 caused the thing? that guy has snapped all these years of our lives. Some this dude snapped because his wife's cheating on him or whatever. Those are the ones that make the news, right? When he wipes the, out the, the wife
2: and three kids and then himself. Right. The the love triangles make it weird. The right. love triangles make it so awkward, as TW so eloquently plays. So let me try to see if I can step back a little bit, put logistics-wise. The first time I ever saw Karen angle slash Karen Jarrett reflection ice was around 2001 when Kurt Angle won the title against Steve Austin in Pittsburgh on a pay-per-view the mm-hmm. first time I ever saw her because she was, she was celebrating. She wore the angle stuff fast forward to when Kurt Angle goes to TNA in 2006. Now storyline wise, reflection and NTW, if you remember this, you know, Jarrett was br- brought in Kurt Angle as a great free agent signing. Cause like he is, he is the founder the president whatever the case may be but jerry wanted to step back a little bit he wanted to take care of the behind the scenes operations of tna and i think he said that he he said on tv that kurt angle was the guy that carried the torch carried the mantle carried the flag for tna good pick anyway because kurt angle can't carry the load and he right. he had great matches in tna and i know you've always he, said on he's this-
1: probably the reason if well i don't know now with the sale but if there was ever going to be a hard push to acquire TNA's library, it's because of Kurt Angle, right? Mm-hmm. Like, because he did stuff after WWE there. The rest of these guys did it before. It's not as important, right? But they mm-hmm. still use it with their agreement. But to own it and be able to make a, a, a career-spanning DVD or show or whatever with Angle and use all of he's it. Got, pre- he's he's, got, banger yeah, he's yeah. got banger
2: matches. Yeah, he's got banger matches in TNA. With With so. AJ.
1: With guys that are there now in WWE who booker T, uh, you know, like you know, he's still a WWE yeah. guy, you know. Angle uh why do I keep fucking confusing Angle and Jarrett?
2: Jarrett's the I dog. don't know, one's bald and one's blonde. So I don't know how you can confuse the two. It's because of the but, wife. Angle oh, okay. Jarrett. Like, one well, minute she's Karen angle next she's there Karen was Jarrett. Ne- there was never a three-way between all three of them. So that's that's right. one thing. I can guarantee that guarantee that. But anyway, again, logistically, that's what Jared said he wanted Angle in TNA for. The purpose was he was going to be the flag bearer of TNA. And then Jared kind of took a step back. During that time, between 2006 and 2008-ish, for Jared, his wife was sick. And then his wife, you know, his, his first wife died. Yeah. Because of the can because of cancer. That was heavy so, stuff, man. That was that was that. very heavy stuff. And you know, of course that's gonna, you know, eating. They talked eat. about a lot of that on TV. Like they, they Right. They they, they 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 brought that on TV too. Because-
1: I can't remember his wife's name. I feel horrible because I'm thinking I wanna say it's Mandy, but Mandy was Nikita
2: Kolos' wife that died the same way. Um, well just say Mrs. Jarrett, because that that meant that matters. Yeah, but I, I remember her name and I feel terrible that I I never met her, but well, I forget her name. Google's your friend, so go ahead with while I give out the thing. While, you know, Jared, you know, was trying to heal himself emotionally, during the same time, just like T.W. said, Kurt Angle and Karen Angle, at the time, or Karen Jarrett, which she will become, they were in TNA together. And just like T.W. said, I brought my wife on TV, and now she's not my wife no more. They were having marital problems behind the scenes. But, funny yeah. enough, Jill okay but funny enough TW Karen and and uh, and Kurt Angle they mesh great on TV you couldn't even notice it they, that even if they had these big they were bickering with each other she didn't trust him he didn't trust her whatever the case may be it didn't affect TV it didn't affect the main event mafia story so and Karen ja- J- Karen Jarrett or Karen Angle whatever you want to call her TW she was one of those characters on TV that you'd love to hate she had that Vicky Guerrero vibe. She had all that. She she knew how right. to get, get the annoying. Of, she was very she the, annoying. She got the fingernails and the chalkboard voice. Right. She had all that. So she knew her place on an impact wrestling show. But while that's happening, Karen and Jeff are consoling each other, you know, first friend friendly, and then it turned intimate. So TW, what I heard back then is. Like you said, how awkward, awkward it was for you to even to see Kurt. It was right. awkward for the boys to even know that this was going on, and because that you you couldn't really do anything because he was the founder. He had some stroke. He had some power. The only one that could do something was Dixie, and Dixie kind of like put him on leave. You know what I mean? Like a leave of absence, or I don't want to say suspension. It's kind of a. It was kind of like a big. It, that's a big term, but you know, she sent him home. But while that was happening, they were falling in love, and of course, you know, all all, all is done. But during that time, between 2000, let's say eight-ish and two thousand ten-ish, they fought a couple of times. And they fought only on the precipice, TW, about him being the founder and Kurt Angle being the guy that he thought that could carry the flag of TNA. That those matches were okay. I mean, they, they were banger-esque, you know, like <laughs> you said on the Kurt Angle DVD. But lo and behold, by the time 2011 came, reflection nights, then it really got personal. Dirt sheets were calling, were talking about it. You know, the boys did not like Jeff Jarrett for for doing what he did because they thought he kind of undercut Kurt Angle, which I don't know. I'm not. I'm just saying I don't know the logistics. I'm just going. By That's what I'm the saying. Trip. It worked. Everybody, dude. I'm telling so, you, everybody bought it. Right. So once we saw this happening on TV where where we're Karen and Jeff Jarrett were kissing and hugging each other and then milking it on TV. So let now T TW before we even talk about one of these matches. What say you about the television, you know, exposure of this kind of love that's triangle? right.
1: stuff that made me like wow. Like it was just I, I guess the only That word brought you in. Is that that, that disrespectful. made you respectful. It's just that you're was just a, like and and that's what I mean by Kurt's you know, they never, well, I guess sometimes they did it right in front of Kurt, but Kurt, like that last promo before that last that we're going to talk about, he just looks almost like he's phoning it in. He looks numb, right? Um, but I do want to say this. One one cool thing about this, especially this feud, um, it's almost like uh, uh, bum Corbin, right? This is when Kurt started growing out his scruffy beard and his five o'clock ha- shadow horseshoe haircut. Um, mm-hmm. And it I don't think it was necessarily because of this, but this is the time when he had that look where he looked like Randy Couture. It looked like he was trying to make wrestling look legit. Like he wasn't caring about what he looked like. Pretty boyish, right? Like that's why every dude shaves their head when they're going bald. They want to look the best they can. And they know the only thing worse than being bald is going bald. So you shave your head. He did it. He just let
2: it grow in. Or he was just, and this is again, maybe he's trying to sell this. Like you're saying, Randy Couture. I get that, but is he trying to sell like he's so depressed because right. of this? Bum Corbin. Or that, that's what no, I'm well, saying. He, he, but I'm just saying, I didn't get that vibe that he was trying to like be depressed. Right. But is he depressed? You know what I mean? I'm just trying to say, like, like right. he didn't he let himself talk about go. That. go. Right. He, he let just himself. let himself but go. But he he, he was wasn't that presentation in shape. He was to- Okay. He
1: was in good shape physically, but he was smaller, which is also the divorce diet. I've been on one. Mm-hmm. Um where he looked like he was either off the gas or he really was struggling with the divorce. I mean, and, and I'll, I'll tell you from experience, and this is this could be why he's able to work on camera with her and, and with the stuff that they're doing in front of him. Uh, most of it was not in front of him, you know what I mean? That He's still gotta watch it to have a reaction. And so uh, it, it, it's the kids, man. Like, it's not seeing your kids every day. That's And I'm sure he already struggled with that because of being a wrestler on the road. Uh-huh. Um, and then in, and in, in hindsight, for that reason, I don't – you know, there's – I always come around on stuff, but, you know, the schedule for Impact, especially now, now you – two days a month you work for Impact. But uh, unless they're give doing or, special stuff, yeah, yeah they're doing special stuff, you do some special stuff. But back then, it, it, I mean, WWE is still like a 300 days on the road. That gives you 65 days with your family, and if you only get them for half, that's only 32. So that's, that's the stuff that you – that's the stuff that's probably weighing on him that, that's got him down and out, if you will. Because otherwise, if it was losing her, I don't think he does this angle. No pun intended.
2: Right. Because like, let's look at it realistically before, again, we talk about the matches. Because, like I said, this is the most intriguing rivalry ever in the history of wrestling. In, in my humble opinion, because... Oh, again, there's a second one. No, no. I'm just saying... I'm not saying it's number one, but I'm just saying it's right no, there. i think there's one just
1: as... as it's probably worse because it did happen... The way it was portrayed, which is Edge and Matt Hardy.
2: Yeah, but then they turned it business like because it, it it really didn't hamper. It didn't get really personal. They only it didn't really get that personal you because you don't know one, the story, dude. No, no, no. I'm just saying it didn't progress personally like this. This one did because they never really went into it. Because I think they did. I think because of WWE, they them forced both of them to hold back. Right. They said what they said. I get oh, what you're, you're saying. It didn't it, they didn't. The they, did, they didn't really peel that onion back to make yeah. it more personal. And oh, there was heat, do, though. There was no, heat. no. The first week, yeah, I give you that. The first week, and of course, ECW One Night Stand, I get you. We were there saying, you know, you screwed Matt. I was there. I, was there. I know that. Yeah. I know what you're talking about. But on the on this side, I just think that it was allowed to, like, get personal. It was allowed to grow into that personal. I think the WWE side, the Madden Edge side, it, it turned it, – what was personal – Turn into like, oh, they, they, they're, they're both phoning it in because it just they didn't want to deal with each other. That's right. just me. Right. That's just the way I look right. at it. But this one, they went into it. And right. then, of course, they got cute and funny with it. But I want to go back realistically because what you said is very prevalent too. Because how can Kurt and Karen work together knowing the logistics behind the scenes? We talk about child support, we talk about custody. We're talking about visitation. Spousal support. What? Spousal support. Kurt Angle has got to see this woman at the soundstage in Florida. Bringing a, out his bank account. Once a week. Whatever the case is, either once a week or once every two weeks. You get what It was I'm every two
1: weeks back then,
2: yeah. You get what I'm saying. And, yeah. we, and Karen could be a vindictive bitch bringing the kids to the soundstage. And that's probably the only time that Kurt could see his kids. You know how some women are very vindictive, very vengeful. And use their children as bait, as a weapon, for weaponizing punching, this yeah. shit, as a punching bag for the for the father. I'm not I'm not saying who's right or who's wrong here, T.W. I'm just going by the a man and and woman, wife and ex ex husband, and all this bullshit. What say, you, T.W. Because that could that could bring out Bum Cor Corbin for the Kurt Angle look that you saw. There's more. There's more I, layers. I to think
1: me. so. You know, not to toot my own horn, but I, I think that the the state of Michigan should make divorcing couples hang out with me and my ex-wife to see that it's possible to not hate each other's guts and to put your children first and to do the right thing. Right. Mm -hmm. Uh, We're almost at 10 years and we get along better these last 10 than we did for sure. The last five married. So I would hope, and this is me assuming I have no inside information. I would hope the fact that they did do this on TV I'll bet it helped them like it was probably therapeutic because I'll I'll tell you for me my ex-wife went instead of me looking at her as my ex-wife she immediately went back to being my best friend's little sister my best friend who passed away I talked about him before on here Shane when 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 we divorced that's what she was to me she was Shane's little sister again which made it a impossible for me to hate her Mm -hmm. and b she's also the mother of my three kids so i don't know why they got divorced it could be because i've I've seen kurt angle drink just so you know uh i've been there seen it it's impressive but also scary um so who knows what their their relationship ended over um but i would hope having to see each other helped heal whatever wound was there and Mm -hmm. i think especially if she ends up with Jarrett fairly soon after the divorce She's living that lifestyle still with him so she really doesn't have a reason to take all Kurt's money. Um but that doesn't mean she didn't and I would assume she didn't because wrestling, impact, WWE, AEW, they're families, man. At the end of the day, if they weren't getting along, someone would have to go and I promise you it would be Jer- it would be Karen, not Kurt. You're right. not letting the money the guy bringing in the money go you're letting his ex-wife and then jared him will just have to coexist without her being on tv but the fact that she was there and she was there so long i'd like to believe that it wasn't that that he wasn't dealing with those things because they probably made it amicable in order to make money
2: right uh, again i don't know the the parameters reflectionized. i'm just you know speculating. definitely potential here, for it but there's potential because again there's a lot of real-life shit that happens behind the you know, Not even about wrestling, T.W., just basic. Life. W- I know life in yeah. divorce. I know people who've been divorced. I know people who who says, that bitch or whatever, and or what a deadbeat dad that that person is. So, again, I don't know the logistics. There room. are
1: far more deadbeat dads in women's eyes than there are actually deadbeat dads, by the way. Because uh, I know guys that are stellar fathers. And there is why I still call them deadbeat dads. Of, and it's of like, course. hold up. He's not the one posting a picture of cleavage every five minutes on the uh, Facebook but, profile. But you,
2: get, but you get how vindictive both sides oh, can absolutely. be, whatever the case absolutely.
1: may be. So There's a thin line between love and hate, my friend. And once it's no longer love, it's hate.
2: Normal. Right. So now, reflection, asks, again, we're not going into any particular order. But I want to leave the lockdown cage match last. Now, okay. sometimes lockdown lockdown is the first pay-per-view of the year, or the right. second, because there was one lockdown, there was one Genesis, and then one slammerversary. So if chronology-wise is lockdown was the first match, technically. Yeah. What Which one do you want to talk about, T.W.? You want to say the cage match last, or you want to do it the chronology as, as best well, as we can? Let's
1: get rid of the first one, the worst one first, which was that MMA nonsense, which okay, you need that- to tell me who the other guy was with him with Gunther. It was Gunther and... Gunner,
2: I I not, not, not Gunner, not Gunther, Gunner. No, Gunner. Gunner. All that all that matters is Gunner was the security for the uh for the immortal uh, faction. That's right? what did. it was. The other yeah. guy and him were security
1: yeah. before they started wrestling, and the mm-hmm. other guy quit. Yeah, the uh, other guy quit. That but, weird Gunner, looking dude but Gunner quit. stayed. He,
2: and he, had, yeah, okay. he had more So this potential. is
1: when Gunner first got on TV, he first started being there. Because yeah. that other guy looked familiar, but he used to have longer hair, and then he cut it. Mm-hmm. And then here, he just, I, I, he looked familiar, but I couldn't,
2: I still don't know what his name was, I don't but know they were head of the security. Team. They were the two yeah. security kings. They were yep. two security goofs. So you're talking about the MMA one. That was TNA Genesis 2011 between Jeff Jarrett and Kurt Angle. So logistically, storyline-wise, Reflectionites, we know about Kurt Angle, Karen, and Jeff the love Triangle. But of course, there's supposed to be another backstory, TW. Jeff Jarrett is part of... Hulk Hogan and Eric Bischoff's Immortal Group, so there was not that many people to try to fight off Immortal. Like you know, the old NWA uh, NWO uh, angle where Sting fought the whole group. There was a problem here, TW, because again, Vince Russo and I'm not, you know, again, sometimes he gets so much credit for the the Attitude Era, but then sometimes he forgets that he does uh, fuck up certain storylines of lack of inconsistencies. This was one of those inconsistencies. Well, there wasn't a lack of inconsistencies. It was a lot. Um again, I, I love Vince Russo again, but sometimes he has to call you got to call some misses. it. He has some misses. And the miss here because was Kurt Angle trying to thwart off the immortal uh, group? Yes and no. He only focused on Jeff Jarrett. That was it. So that that was the problem, TW. So I'm just trying, I'm just trying to give you like a, a backstory because again, Immortal Immortal was running Russia at. But that was basically not e- that was a non-factor between these two guys. It was because of Karen Ang- Angle slash Karen Jerr. So what say you about the inconsistencies of the it, it was
1: a sub feud. It would it would have been um like like the LWO. Before they became LWA, like Conan and somebody feuding with somebody on the side that wasn't big enough for the Hogans and the Nashes and the hall.
2: No, if, if it was really supposed to be a subplot, the way you, the way that this feud could have been. And if you're going to use, like, maybe a group, I would use the Four Horsemen. I would use, like, Magnum TA versus Tully Blanchard. That was a good sub-feud right. within what Ma- Magnum but, TA but was trying But they trying weren't to do. running a Four Horsemen taking over the company angle. That was the problem. That's right. a, that's what I'm saying. There there is a lack of inco- there was. It's kind of like
1: WrestleMania. I dare none of the Judgment Day to come out when mm-hmm. Rhea won her belt. Like, why were they not out there? It, it was weird. It was almost like they left her out there to celebrate on her own. Uh, and so Jarrett fighting him, where's the rest of the crew to help him?
2: He's got to right. have the security guards help him. So there, there you go. That, that's an example of the inconsistencies here. So, but you wanted to talk about the worst match, which was the MMA match from TNA Genesis. Now during the weeks, TW, I'm trying to give you the backstory here. Jeff Jarrett, you know, I think he was fucking with Kurt Angle's mental. He wanted to prove that he was a great wrestler, you know, a great amateur wrestler but also because Kurt Angle had an affinity for MMA and he was friends with Randy Couture because he was on one of those TNA shows. And there was a year that uh, Kurt Angle did that MMA training angle with Samoa Joe didn't work out, but I'm just trying to give you the logistics. (laughs) But Jeff Jarrett was trying to say he was way better MMA guy than Kurt Angle because Kurt Angle was like really flaunting with the fact that I want to do this. Not only he wanted to do it, he wanted to go back to the Olympics, but he wanted to go to UFC. He he was dead serious, even on weekly television. So let's say ETW? Because again, uh, Jeff Jarrett was he was funny. There was weeks where he was uh putting the, the ankle lock on midgets. He was putting ankle locks on, on jobbers and all that stuff. He did it in like thirty seconds. And now we get to the point of Genesis where he wants to to show his MMA expertise against the Olympic legend Kurt Angle. What say you about this match? Why did you say it was the worst match of the three that I said? It was,
1: it was so confusing. There's no ending. It's, uh, I, by the way, you know I'm a huge Kurt Angle. I think he's one of the top five to ever do it. And I mean, mm-hmm. like, skill. I don't know about popularity and stuff like that. But mm-hmm. the dude just took to it. I. Anytime someone switches sports and comes in, he's the measuring stick. Uh, one of the worst gig jobs I've ever seen in my life. Mm-hmm. He's basically... Holding two different things in his hand. And I think it was he was opening the blade that he had taped to his finger. And then he's cutting himself. And it's so blatant that the camera catches it and then hurries up and turns off of the camera. And I'm like, oh, Vince would have fired the cameraman immediately for putting uh, that. Uh, did, and did you Lee, see that spell Lee, time
2: out? Uh, he's literally yeah, holding two things in his hand on the mat and going like this to his head. Mm-hmm. It was well, worse. again, well, again, w- it was supposed to be Jeff Jarrett showing his, you know, he was trying to sh- do those punches. Right. at the at the end of the day, supposedly, I think Jeff Jarrett won this because Kurt Angle. No, like,
1: they said they threw it out and said no contest because the one guy squirted him in the eye, and then Jarrett
2: kept punching him when the it was. Oh, the the, the other guy that was with Gunner, it was Murphy. Gunner Murphy. and Murphy. Gunner and Murphy. So, yeah. So you know, it was supposed to be like it was. I think it was called the Double J MMA match with Kurt Angle. So. You know, it was supposed to be like a UFC fight, but it went longer than it a UFC. Was
1: unsanctioned fight. and exhibition. Yes, yeah, so and they stopped just,
2: it because of the bleeding because it was exhibition. So that, that's what that's why it was bad because it was it, it was horrible. Could, they both
1: so okay. Let's let's tell everybody wrestling's fake without telling everybody wrestling's fake. First, mm-hmm. Angle had Jarrett in a leg lock, and he was saved by the bell. The very next thing. His angle has him in a leg lock and he's saved by the bell. And then the last thing is, I think it was three rounds, the last thing mm-hmm. was the he got squirted in the eyes with something and then he was gigging. It, it was right. so predictable. That's why, again, I, 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 in, in fairness to everyone since, to you can't fair. do it again, uh, to be fair. Mm-hmm. The beauty of the Iron Man match with Brett and Sean is that nobody pinned nobody. Right? Mm-hmm. Common sense wisdom would tell you Brett would have got the first win, Sean would have won two more to win the belt, and then Brett could always say, well, I pinned him first. Right?
0: Mm-hmm. Right.
1: If it was a normal match, I won. But they didn't do that. Conventional wisdom, not common wisdom. They went to overtime, and on top of it, Brett was bitching about it and in turn, and took the super kick, and the only pin was an overtime. So Brett who was turning heel, and I didn't realize it because it was done so well, mm-hmm. bitched about, first of all, I wasn't ready, second of all, it was overtime, I defended it for 60 minutes, blah, blah, blah. it was perfect. Now, I, I can't remember recently there was an Iron Man match, was it MJF and somebody? Brian? And Daniel, Brian. Daniel Bryan. Mm-hmm. And they both won three or four times. I don't even know how many there was. That, to me, makes it weaker, right? Because, A, you didn't need the hour because one of you guys beat already the guy, you beat mm-hmm. him, whatever, and even though the other guy, and then and then MJF won in overtime, right?
2: Right. So they like it was still like, it was like four. It was like either three to two or four to three. I forget the score. I think score. it was
1: four to three, and the other mm-hmm. one was in overtime, and he cheated, I think.
2: But yeah. So
1: they still did the overtime. They still did everything else. But the fact remains, and it was probably I think I think MJF won the first ball, and then yeah. Brian came back and won two straight or whatever to tie it or whatever. But either way. That match, I I hate that match. It was bad enough. I think Triple H and Michaels did a half-hour one, or someone did a half-hour one, Benoit and somebody on Raw. Um, But but the the thing is, once Brett and Sean made an absolute perfect one, get rid of it. Especially in today's business, nobody wants to watch a 60-minute match. MJF, your boy, just said... He, he deleted it. He said he would rather shoot himself in the head than watch a wrestling show with nine matches on it. So imagine mm-hmm. one of them's an hour long. Nobody wants to see that anymore, right? Mm-hmm. It was lightning in the bottles once in a lifetime. So this, this, this MMA match...
2: It's it, and they use the same battle as Rasta. It's just it's so, terrible. So this, so, this MMA match is insulting your intelligence, knowing it's insulting what MMA...
1: my attention intelligence.
2: Mm-hmm. Uh, it
1: looks like he would have won if the round was four minutes instead of three minutes, mm-hmm. and then it okay. looks like Jarrett would have beat him in the second round if it was four minutes instead of three minutes, and then it ends with a no contest because he's bleeding. It's just it's hokey. I hope to God it wasn't the main event, which it probably was, unless no. the main event was Mr. Kennedy versus a drunken Jeff Hardy, but uh um maybe it, i don't know it's it just it's horrible and i you know what you just said something that makes me feel a little bit better about the decision they were probably trying to let kurt scratch that itch and not leave mm-hmm. but it's it's it was horrible in every way shape or form yeah. and then it was like five guys coming out and he's wearing a hat and he's trying to look like he's doing the ufc it's just it looked it looked like wannabes and in a time when like I said, well, this is 2011. In 93, mm-hmm. 94, 95, when UFC first started and there weren't weight classes and it was human cockfighting, as John McCain called it, mm-hmm. you were not a fan of it if you were a wrestler because you thought this is the shit that's going to get – It's wrestling's finally going to die because of real wrestling starting up. But then all they did was show you, and UFC's done it. UFC didn't get the steam that it has today until Ultimate Fighter, right? If you don't have story – you, people don't care about watching two people fight. They don't. They. I mean,
2: they watch it. You need a reason to be investing. drawn into it. You yes. need to be a reason to be drawn into I it. I became an I
1: MM it. fighter because of Stefan Bonner and Force Griffin, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. That match made me an MMA fan, and then Clay Guida versus Roger Huerta the third, cemented it. When I saw them two fight, Done. I was all in, and Randy Couture. But my favorite is Matt Hughes. Um, I, I love all those dudes. Uh, uh, Franklin, Rich, Rick Franklin. I think his name
2: was the teacher. I like. I, I'm not. I'm not the professor at USC, so I'm just whatever. Anyway, so I'm saying, saying there it was out. a
1: time when I was invested in all these guys because they all spent time as coaches on Ultimate Fighter. And once mm-hmm. you got to know them, you had. I fucking love Rampage Jackson because of, and I think it was him and Forrest Griffin were coaches, but. I loved Rampage Jackson because I got to see his personality and watch him. Of course, not long after that, his career went to shit. But mm-hmm. it was, you know, everybody's got a certain shelf life. But that that stuff, the early UFC made people understand why wrestling is popular to say because people wrestling still has a stigma professor i'm sure everyone you tell that you do a podcast for wrestling they don't all say oh that's great some of them roll their eyes or if you just tell me you watch wrestling at all right it Mm -hmm. is definitely a a divided situation ben shapiro if i've heard him rip on wrestling once i've heard him ripping on fucking 107 times but the guy likes south park so Pick a lane, buddy, because if you don't like wrestling, don't come at me talking about being an adult with children and then tell me you watch South Park because it's the same you, fucking you,
2: demographic. You know what's amazing? After This whole MMA match between Angle and Jarrett got you all this. He got you because, all this. War, because because war I'm trying to explain
1: something to you. It all comes back. Mm-hmm. When you have an MMA match like this and you have Jeff Jarrett come out with his hat on and his gloves and his entourage, and it looks like you're being serious, like you're coming out here. I get it in hindsight. It was mocking it, right? Because mm-hmm. Angle didn't. Angle just came out like he come out for every match, right?
2: You're, you're but, into the purity of the UFC, and you want to keep the purity as much not, as possible. Not
1: just that, but you're, you're poking the bear. The people that are making fun of wrestling are the people that would rather watch UFC, right? Okay. All right. So, so when you do this, what do you say? The sincerest form of flattery is imitation, right? Mm -hmm. So you don't look like you're punking UFC. You look like you're imitating them. And that's what I didn't like about it. And then they do this match where the dude's in a leg lock and the bell rings because the time is up. That Mm -hmm. does not happen often in UFC, just for the record. Guys Mm -hmm. have been saved by the bell. But the last round, the last minute of almost every MMA round is two dudes afraid to make a mistake and lose in the last minute. It ain't <laughs> people locking somebody in an ankle lock and the bell saves them. You I like get
2: it, I get you that there's a lot of technicality flaws in the in this double J angle MMA match. I get you. I, right. I give you that. So gimmick, so, not angle, gimmick yeah, It was a gimmick match. So but it was meant to enhance this feud. Oh, so they is stretch it out. It they it's stretched hard. it out yeah. because again, let me ask you this because again, I have to you I have to go back to the weekly stuff before they get to a match. And then the segment we'll talk about is the steel cage match from lockdown. All right. But let's say one week. I remember that Kurt angle and Karen and Jeff Jarrett. I remember Karen and Jeff Jarrett renewed their vows and Kurt angle via the court documents was forced to give Karen away. It was supposed to be funny and hokey and all this stuff, but it was meant to build this angle TW. So, from that standpoint to get to a match, and I'm saying it got to the MMA match. I'm just using this as an example. It was just a feeder to get to a pay-per-view. Do you like it? Does it make does yeah, it, it make it's, dumb it down more? It's, that's not what happened. The third match,
1: we're supposed to talk about that stuff. The third match was the stipulation that if
2: Kurt won, he got custody right. of his kids and no, no, walks, but I'm just, I'm just saying, but but, but again, but I'm just saying, all those things are built to to that yeah. point to these matches. It, it all it all makes it shaming Kurt Angle, mm-hmm. like uh, you put that a was post basically up, the point. That was basically you, the point of this feud.
1: Yeah, and you put a post up the other day about uh, Finn Balor. I think it might have been the Staples or whatever, and one of the dudes who I, I see him on the page a lot, but not. Oh, he's not like an agitator like that JoJo guy. Okay. Uh, Vieira maybe? No, Vieira. A, yeah. It wasn't him. It, it, it was. It started with an M. And he put, and he just had a job. He got all those staples, and he had the job too, a job to a part timer. Blah 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 blah. And all I wrote was, I don't know if some of these guys understand the battle of good versus evil. Like Finn uh-huh. had to lose. If he doesn't uh-huh. lose, then you're telling me you're okay with Edge A having as a babyface to say I quit because to save his wife he got the concerto he got basically edge took a beating the entire feud lost two matches Mm -hmm. and then won the hell in the cell match and this guy's mad that finn lost finn is bigger than ever because of this and him losing made perfect sense and now he has a built-in excuse because he had 15 staples put in his head there on the side of the ring there's people complaining that they stopped it to do that. Oh, yeah. Just let him, let him wrestle his leather face for fucking 20 more minutes. No. This impressed me. And the fact that they stalled and did what they did, I had no idea they were stapling him up. And then he gets up and wrestles more. And then, better yet, he wrestles last night again against Rey Mysterio with them staples in his head or just taken out, whatever. So And a calf injury, too. This, and he had a calf injury before the match even started two weeks earlier. So mm-hmm. Kurt Angle is being set up. He... He has to win. If he doesn't win, it's like oh. I said with Cody, which I'm I'm, I'm, I'm I'm tempering my expectations. I've pulled back. I like oh. where they're going with it. I felt like him losing at WrestleMania, you should just release him the next day, right? Because it was going to be such a letdown. And I I felt the Lex Luger shit coming. I talked about it on here. I talked about it with, with uh, Travis. I talked about it with many people. But... Let it play out. It's a it's a long bill, not short bill. Kurt Angle, he's getting humiliated every week with every little thing. The ultimate humiliation would be to walk your ex-wife down the aisle to marry her new white husband, your boss. That that would be the ultimate thing. So for him to have to do it would have been more mortifying, right? Mm-hmm. Brian Pillman had to wear Marlena's dress, but he's the heel.
2: That's why right. he had to wear it,
1: right? So mm-hmm. that's I like what they're doing. Again, doesn't sit the, easy. The with adversity, when
2: it's the, the storyline for adversity for the hero yeah. is common. That's yes. what it's, that's what you're supposed to be drawn to. So that's yep. that's one way to look at it. So with that being said, let's talk about the second match, maybe the best match out of the three, give or take. Yeah. And we're gonna go to lockdown. Again, this is before all the other stuff that we're talk, that you're talking about. But sure. because I know lockdown is more the earlier pay per view, so this could be the start, the jumping point, the starting point of this feud. That this, I don't want to, well, it's a cage match. And it turned into a blood feud because Jeff Jarrett bled in this match. Jeff Kurt. And Jeff Jarrett wins this match in lockdown. So, what say you about this? Because, again, I, you pointed out the one spot where Kurt Angle is very crazy all the time. If there is a cage, Kurt Angle has this affinity to do a moonsault off the top of the cage. Most nine times out of 10, he misses. I always know this. Every time I see him go Cause you'll kill a dude if you land on him from there, dude. No, the way he does, he does the most beautiful moonsault ever. Yeah, no, ever. I know that.
1: But the but, momentum of that arc, he's going higher than the cage. Right. Come down,
2: you'll kill a guy landing on
1: him, man. There, there's no just, way to,
2: it's the most beautiful moonsault yeah. that he always misses. I always know nine out of 10 times he misses that. And I always know that spot, whether it was WWE or TNA. Every time a cage is up, and he wants to do the moonsault, no matter what. But it was a good, it was a good match yeah. for the five thousand people at that arena for two thousand eleven lockdown purposes. So I'd say you about this match, which very is very pre- physical, which is basically the heater, the starter point of this feud. Very, ahead, very, yeah. very stiff. Like, but again, not potatoes.
1: Stiff meaning mm-hmm. he, he. Uh, no, it was the third match where he does angle p- gets pushed off the top rope and then runs up and gives him that overhead superplex off the top. They yeah. do stuff. That's like, that's another thing that lets me know these dudes trust each other. Right. Cause I'm not letting, especially if you're Jared and you're the bad mm-hmm. guy in the situation, by mm-hmm. all practical purposes, you're taking bumps for this guy where all he has to do is move one way different than he normally does. And you're done. Right. Like you're landing right. on your head, neck, whatever. Um, and they, they, th- this is a butte, and the finish, I think we can talk about the finish. We talked about the Miss Moonsaw. We talked about the superplexes. We talked, uh, Jarrett was running them back to back, throwing them into the cage. That's where
2: Jarrett or Angle ended up bleeding. Well, there's um, two, there's two things about this cage match, because again, we had a gunner moment and we had a Karen Jarrett moment and here. And big pumper pump. And a big pop-a-pump moment. So, you know that's, that's actually the
1: setup the moon saw it Was Kurt was climbing over the top because okay, this was the match. Kurt won by tapping him out. This, uh, this is my beef about this match. You ready? The first fall had to be by submission. But every time mm-hmm. Kurt was in the damn figure four leg lock on Jarrett, he would rest and the referee would start counting Kurt like he was gonna count him down for the pinfall, like when Ric Flair lost the match that way because he passed out. While no, no, the that,
2: I'm not talking about Sam
1: Laverse. I'm talking about lockdown. No. The lockdown, the first one had to be a the submission. This, is,
2: this wasn't a three falls match. This was a one Yes, basket. it
1: was, because the third fall was escaping the cage. You had to escape oh, okay. the cage to win. Oh, okay, so the okay. first okay. fall, Jarrett lost by submission. The second okay. fall, which again goes back to what I said about Brett and Sean. Once mm-hmm. Jarrett tapped out, you knew he was winning, right? Unless it was okay. a sweep. Mm-hmm. Then... Jarrett rolled up Angle and pulled his tights and got the three count. And it was so dead in there. The fans didn't even know he counted the three. Kurt's like, is that three? And then Boras made the announcement the next fall, the winner has to climb over the cage or through the door. And Uh Kurt was climbing over, and Gunner stopped him with a chair. So he stood on that cage, and thank God their cage is that flat top, not the round bars like WWE, because he would have died. This dude's covered in sweat.
2: Well, he almost it's not, not round because it wasn't the six sizes steel. It was, basic, right. it was the basic force. It know, was that one of-
1: with the things to lift it up so they don't have to have the cage built. It was already right. waiting. So he climbs up on that flat part, and he's already been hanging on there all sweaty. Then he stands mm-hmm. up there and says the prayer. That was the most real prayer you'll ever see in a wrestling ring because he was like, please, God, let me survive this, and then did it. And like I said, Jarrett rolls over. And tries to catch him anyway. And it was, I think he was supposed to hit it, but he was nowhere near. He was in the corner. So, but the finish was Kurt got the key because Scott Steiner helped him out. When Carrot... Karen, Karen, when Karen Jarrett slams that door, uh-huh. the metal pipe in the middle of it hits Kurt right in the forehead. Like, because he had the ankle lock on, so he had no hands up. And all mm-hmm. I thought was, if he was ever going to get mad thinking that bitch was trying to hurt him for real, it's right now. Wow. Like he probably had no idea that bar was coming to his head and he did it so well. I thought for sure. And I know you probably did too. When he had him in the ankle lock, first of all, Karen gave him the guitar, he hit him with the guitar. Then he gets him in it again. I thought he was going to drag him and Karen into the ring, but I'm like, she's going to crawl over those steps. And instead, Jarrett went to the side so he'd be out of the way of the door. It was just, it was very beautifully done. He told Mm -hmm. her to slam the door. She did it. He hits the floor. He wins. Beautiful finish. Beautiful finish. But pretty sure Kurt's head was throbbing after that bar hit him right in the back. I'm
2: pretty sure during that 2011 bum, uh, I keep calling it like bum Corbin, but bum angle moments. You know that's the concussion, and that's the years he was taking a lot of painkillers. So you know, if he said if he said to Karen, "Slam it as hard as you can, and I'll pay for it later," that was a pain. That was painkiller city the night you know after that pay per view. So that's just the way I looked at it from that. It fucking got him, man.
1: It was almost as bad as Finn Balor and that ladder. That
2: ladder was sick. Like, ouch. Now, before we go to the third match, which is the Slammiversary match, which obviously after, you know, months of this feud. Yeah, he was gone for a while. Yeah. After that. he came back thinner and had Mm -hmm. the the fuzz. Right. But the cage match, and you just said it very prevalent because, again, the cage is the perfect opportunity to kind of, like, be stiff. The cage is the perfect opportunity to, like, Maybe put Jared to that, that to the fence a little bit. Right. And kind of like mush him more. Hand just out the receipts. Him, hand, yeah, hand out the receipts. So what say you about the professionalism of Kurt Angle holding back? Or did Everything. he like did he slip up in, in your humble opinion? Maybe he, or listen
1: to me, man. If anyone ever doubts that dude's professionalism, watch those three matches because he had every opportunity in the world to just lay Jared out. And have mm-hmm. the excuse that New Jack had. Oh man, it was just a wrestling match. I didn't know he was right. going to miss the table. <laughs> you know, mm-hmm. that's it's a built-in excuse, man. And that cage is come on, it's a weapon for real. You know, yeah. sadly, in my fifteen years of wrestling, it's actually thirty, but the last ten have been sporadic. But the fifteen years I wrestled, I never wrestled in a steel cage match.
2: Mm-hmm. I'm okay with well. it. <laughs> no, you're not. You want you want a hell in a cell moment. That's what you want. I don't know about all that. I don't want to die in a wrestling ring. So uh, maybe when I was 20, not 49. No, well, maybe not hell in the cell. I think you'd probably be perfect for the elimination chamber. Ultimate
1: you- X. Oh, the elimination chamber would be badass, as long as it's yeah. not.
2: No, you you want to be the last person to come in, and you just yeah. want to watch the match. You're like, yeah, I I, I know I yeah, I don't
1: really. want to be the guy in the pod that the other two guys bust through the pod. And oh. remember, who was it, Bailey? And then she went over and got in a different pod.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: That was hilarious.
2: Okay, and with that being said, we will talk about one more match in this greatest feuds from from Kurt Angle and Jeff Jarrett from 2011, and we're going to talk about the Slammiversary match between these two TW. So again, this one went on for the longest, if I remember on the YouTube. I think it went on for almost thirty minutes. So they gave them time in this match. You know, the promo actually added a couple of minutes to this it. This was
1: actually the short, the second short is the the MMA thank God was only thirteen minutes. This one was about twenty four and the first three or four minutes was Aaron interviewing Jarrett's wife.
2: Right. So, yeah. you know, they wanted to add that backstory with Karen Jarrett. So, what's you about Karen Jer- Jarrett's interview and promo to, to build up this? You, you, story? you said it best, man. She's got that Vicky Guerrero vibe, right? Where you just... you
1: you Everything she's saying, if it comes out with a Miss Elizabeth tone, you feel bad for her. Mm-hmm. But the way she says it, you're like, bitch, it didn't work because you're still running your mouth. Because the whole big mm-hmm. deal was, I wasn't I didn't fall down the stairs. I was pushed. And Kurt was like, I didn't do it. Did they ever tell you who did it? Was she faking no. it the whole
2: time? She was faking it. She was okay. being the heelish Vicky Garreau type. But it
1: was, it was hilarious because Kurt's like, I didn't do it. It's the mother of my children. <laughs> you know, just He's like, fuck you. And so I think he got suspended, right? They tried to make it out, and that's why he was
2: gone. I think that it was storyline suspension or something like that. And his, then or-
1: his promo was – it's bum Corbin, dude. He's like – He's just so sad looking. He's like, I, I don't know what shape of man. I've been out for a few months. He goes, I don't know. But Jared, if you want to know what kind of shape of man, ask your wife. And I was like, ouch. Like he gets to take the shoe on the other foot. That was his. Yeah. She was mine before she was yours. Woo. That's what yeah. that was.
2: There was a lot of zingers even before match or, you know, with the weeks of building. But a nothing match disrespectful,
1: from nothing classless.
2: It was, that's what. Well, I, you know, it, I think for them, the, like you said, they're both professional enough to know probably what is going to be said to each other. Right. But for that's the what fan, I mean. He wasn't no, no, let me just say whore this. Let me whore. Just, but let me just say this. For the fan, you're, you're hearing this. You're already in your head like, oh, she's a, she's a slut, she's a right. whore, and all this stuff. You're, you're, you're building this more bigger than probably what it's supposed to be. That, that's what I wanted to get out of that. Yeah. So what, what say you, TW, about this whole match the slam reverserary match and all the variables in between.
1: I love the stipulation. The stipulation is great. And it kept saying, these are the weirdest stipulations ever. And it's sad at the same time. Like it, Kurt's getting you a pure, pure euphoria. Or he's getting pure humiliation, one or the other. And they show him with his little son in a suit walking in there and just Uh setting you up for him to lose and have to walk her down the aisle. Which, if they did that, they would come up with a happy ending where he gives him the angle slam through the cake or something. Um, It would have been redemption at the end. It wouldn't have been just total humiliation. But I like that Kurt won. Um, He won with the ankle lock. Uh, They did. This match, I like instead of having an mma match they both tried doing mma holds in a regular match it which Mm -hmm. made way more sense because that's the other thing they're doing these mma matches yet they're still running ropes it's like no motherfucker they don't run there are no ropes to run and you see it's fence so Mm -hmm. this they just had a wrestling match and guys caught each other in holds kurt did some beautiful suplexes to jared jared took some beautiful bumps um and he, I know he didn't tap him in the ankle lock. He tapped him in a reverse figure four, mm-hmm. where Jarrett was on his stomach and then uh, Angle was on his back with the figure four, which is kind of cool because I've never seen that since. Like basically putting a figure four on somebody while they're on their stomach and
2: basically well, reverse. It's supposed to show the the technical prowess of right. Kurt Angle with inventiveness. He could because everything you know, he did you know the ankle lock a thousand different ways. And that was one of those the, the greatest spots. And it's not about this match. It's just his career. He always found a way to do the ankle lock in many ways. The man of like a thousand ways to do
1: an ankle lock. Yeah, like the stunner or the super kick.
2: Yeah, so he's a, he's a very technically sound wrestler. We already know this, Reflection nice. And with that being said, you know, there's nothing really left to say except this. Because you, you talked about Matt Hardy and, and Edge. I get you with that part. God damn, that's scary right there. <laughs> that is so fucking scary with like you you just had a head just pop up for no fucking reason. And I'm like, <laughs> what the hell? See for the audio reflection, eyes, they won't get this, but the video is just so apropos. But and now it looks smaller. And like, god damn, that was 3D. Your your camera makes it look 3D. It, it made it bigger. Like you had a he's looking at you a, like the Brady Bunch. Yes, he is. There's and a story of a man named Brady. But like I said. Between the Matt and the Matt Hardy and Edge one and this one, they got to play the personal card here more and more. They use the kids. They use alimony. They use child support. They use the like like you said, even the she was mine before she was yours. Kind of like it wasn't the line, but you know where you're going with this. They got personal and it it, it dragged on for, let's say, six to eight months.
1: And neither Again, one of them Matt, hurt
2: each other. And neither one of them hurt each other. Like the Matt Hardy and Edge, it started off fire, but then it ended with a dud. Because it then it turned into just a regular match. That's why So
1: just be- so you know, on this, I do have inside <coughs> information. The
2: one okay. night I worked for WWE, mm-hmm.
1: I was probably one of three people that spoke to Edge and Lita that night. Nobody talked to them. That's how mm-hmm. real that shit was. Right. He just went and sat in the audience when the, before the building opened. Him and Lita just sat every time I saw him, they were together. Nobody talked to him. And I did, because you know, I hadn't seen the guy in a couple of years, so I was happy to see him. So and me and him hung out, but nobody else talked to him. It was it was kind of sad, right? But mm-hmm. I'm gonna defend it. I personally believe we don't get to pick who we fall in love with. I think Cupid shoots arrows and no, not her. And then you fight it. Remember, we were kids, like, not that nappy bitch. And then you're like, ah, nice to know
2: you're kissing her, right? So you're just happy about it. So, mm. do you know the story? The, right? the the head downstairs actually overtakes the head upstairs. Right? Those are the ones where you're humping down. I'm talking about yeah. the ones where you can't get them out of your mind. So, how it started
1: was ed's Lita, and Matt traveled together. Of course, and Edge broke his neck. Mm hmm. And then when Edge came back from his broken neck, Lita broke her neck. Mm-hmm. And then when Lita came back from the broken neck, Matt ruptured his Achilles. And then Ed's Ed said to him, hey, man, is it cool if we still travel together? And they did because they always did. He's like, absolutely. And they bonded over those neck surgeries. Next, you know, wah wow, wah-wah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. The Pornhub <laughs> song. It wasn't. Plotted it it was just Mm -hmm. life happened, and they're not together now. So, how'd you like to be hurt? I bet Matt and Edge are like high fiving each other every time they see each other. What's up, Wayne? cousin, they don't care, and she's the one getting jumped by Trish Stratus.
2: Well, you know, the again, it sucks. I'm not, it it very much sucks. The proper way to go about starting a new relationship, but but the thing that you said there is apropos because how it affects the boys and the girls backstage, because again. Oh, well, people is, were hot at him, man. You are breaking some some rules
1: yeah. behind well, the scenes.
2: That's I don't know because I got other stories about Tammy. <laughs> well, I know about Tammy. I I know those stories. Your and boy Chris, Candido would be in the shower and
1: she'd be on her knees with someone else in the locker room in front of everyone else.
2: Yeah, and then you know Chris Candido was the first simp. You yeah, know that that. And then that's he died
1: such a shitty way, like such a you know, like preventable way. Like Derek Thomas died the same
2: way football player so, blood clot in closing tw because like i said you, you had you had like common knowledge or firsthand knowledge with matt and not not matt uh edge and lita right. what say you about you know about the boys and the girls of tna again we don't know everything maybe like some people love kurt some people love jeff you know you have that <laughs> that bond with that person or the loyalty to that person so let's say how how difficult would it be For the The, boys and the girls behind the 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 difference
1: the difference here is and this is this amps the uh the difficulty up Mm -hmm. they can't shun jeff jared if they think he's the heel right because he's their boss Mm -hmm. and kurt's one of the boys so they're not going to shun him
2: Mm -hmm. and
1: like i said from 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 people i do know who were kind of there it was awkward and and i'm telling you everybody bought it that that's how it went down right like Right. They were married and then Jeff just took her. But that ain't how I've since heard later on. No, they were already going through the beginning of a divorce. And then just again, like like Edge and Lita traveling the road together. These mm-hmm. two are bonding. I think Karen lost somebody around that same time too. Like, so it wasn't just she's consoling him because he's losing her wife and he's consoling her because she's getting divorced. It was Relative to losing somebody, like to death, I, I think okay. I'm not positive. Well, and mm-hmm. then one thing led to another. And hey, man, here's here's the beauty of it all. They're still together
2: now, so mm-hmm. that's why. I and Kurt, Kurt's happy with his wife. Yeah. he's a Hall of Famer and all that stuff. Yeah. So he, you and, and, know, and,
1: and and you know, one of the biggest scandals like this in music is Garth Brooks and Trisha Yearwood. Right, they're both okay. married. Garth Mm Brooks' love for his wife, Sandy, was like legendary. Like when this dude cheated on her with Trisha Yearwood, he probably lost half his fan base who quickly came right back, right? Mm -hmm. And so when you see interviews where him and Sandy are still friends, when she got cancer after the divorce and he paid for everything to, I'm gonna cry, they're friends and she's friends with Trisha because they were friends before. Trisha Yearwood was young, young, up and coming. Vince McMander, he groomed her. And so, she was married to a guy in a, a band called uh, the Mavericks, uh, this guy Raul. She was married to him, and they okay. cheated on them. And But they're still together now, and that's it's a sin. Don't get me wrong. Mm-hmm. It's a fucking couple commandments being broken, right? Adultery and coveting thy neighbor's wife. But at the end right. of the day, when they're still together 15, 20 years later, can you kind of blame them? Like it, It's out of their control, if you, if you understand what I'm saying. Like mm-hmm. Cupid got them. That's, I mean, I hope they're happy. Most people that do this, they fucking hate each other. And they within a year or two, they both think the other one's cheating on them because that's how they got right. together. And the old saying, don't be surprised if it ends the way it started. So, but yeah. like I said, these Jarrett and, and 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 Karen are still together now. Um, I would hope that Kurt and, and him and her, like at graduations and weddings and stuff, they co-mingle and all that. And, you know, life's too short. You know, if you found someone else, then what, 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 what's, what's, what reason is there left to hate somebody? Like, if you're lonely, you're miserable, you can blame it on the person that made you alone, right? But Mm -hmm. after so long, you got to let it go, man. God closes doors that we can't sometimes close ourselves, and then we open new ones. But, but I, I think this was well done. This -hmm. was well done. Uh, I, again, and and I love Jarrett, man. I know I take shots at him, but. I love that, dude, and I don't know that there's – that ring cap- caping whatever the hell, like that – this guy is not afraid to take chances, and this was one of them because this, like you said with Edge and Matt, it could have went off the tracks and just been a dud, but mm-hmm. it wasn't, and it it's something that we're talking about now 12 years later, um, not just because of the angle, but because they had good matches. They had a good rivalry. And mm-hmm. so we're talking about them on rivalries. So I like it. I, I approve. I give it two thumbs up. And and like I said, they worked everybody. They had everybody
2: thinking it was way different than it was. Absolutely. True words were never spoken by TW. And we close on this greatest rivalries edition here at the PWR podcast at Hamim Media Group at Pobeam.com. So you know what, TW? I don't know what we're gonna do next week. We might go episode. I'm all done with hockey games. You're all done with hockey game. Good for you. We might go episodic. We might do movies. We might do spotlights. Who knows? Maybe a what if. I might, I'll sprinkle something. I might think of something. Maybe, 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 or just maybe. We might do the movie thing. We'll file out. It's time for a movie. I think it's time for a movie. It well, doesn't have to be the Sheep Herders if you can't find that. But well, Again, I'll keep you on your toes, Reflection nice, and I'll keep T.W. on his toes. Again, we don't know what we're going to do next week, but again, we'll see what we're going to do here. So, T.W., give out those socials so we can get out of here. You got it. All righty.
1: The Pro Wrestling is wrestling, but, you know, we call it wrestling here. Mm-hmm. Um, the Pro Wrestling Coalition Network is at at podbean.com. Hamin Media Group at Podbean.com and also Hamin Media Group at ChannelAttitude.com. Our Twitter is at PW Reflection. Um, at Big Ray Hernandez. Everywhere. He swears he's not on grinder. But I watched him talk about Billy Ray Valentine being on grinder. So it's good for the goose, it's good for the ganda. And so
0: Big Ray he, ha- he hacked he hacked Billy Ray's a grinder, so this way he just right. so it wouldn't look he like he's good, the- but he's doing right. yeah. So mm-hmm. Billy Ray, Big Ray, same thing. Uh
1: so at Big Ray Hernandez across the board, Twitter, Facebook, Instagram, TikTok, Snapchat, uh, Grindr, uh, Aston Madison, all of it. He's on it as Big Ray Hernandez. Uh, mine are uh, at Tommy Wonder 19, our Instagram and political Twitter.
0: Uh,
1: at Tommy Wonder is TikTok and wrestling Twitter. And Facebook.com backslash Tommy Wonder is Facebook. Snapchat is number wonder. Uh, and. I said TikTok, right? Yeah, the time we went. Mm -hmm. And then Big Vito and Noel, you can find them at bigvitobrand.wixsite.com. That's W-I-X-S-I-T-E. Patreon.com backslash the Big Vito brand. And then you can watch the early release of Reflection video at twitch.tv backslash the Big Vito brand. And you can see Kurt Angle's little head. And you can see him looking up at the professor like the Brady Bunch
2: and scaring the shit out of me because I'm like <laughs> god damn it that that boot that, that just scared the shit out of me but anyway no no dumb dumb duo no eating crap anymore man
1: we we're gonna we are in we're actually talking about stuff now we got some ideas we might be moving it to tick tock
0: the, the wheels are turning for yeah for dumb dumb duo idiots. so yeah. but you can find me on my twitter at pw that's pw prof follow my brothers in arms billy ray valentine mr obi-wan you know me on the twitter and of course
2: Prayers to Eight Track Brown, the dirtiest in the city. He lost a very dear member of his family this this past week. He lost mm-hmm. his uncle. So my prayers to him and his family. You know, stay strong, my brother. You can, you know, sh- send a shout out to him. Send your love and prayers to him at Eight T R A C Brown on his Twitter. And with that being said, again,
0: I don't know what we're gonna do next week, but I'll keep you on your toes. Reflecting nights, I keep you on your toes. I'm the professor. That's Mr. Wonderful. Dum up, doing it so. Dude probably wanted to get that head up again where's the head oh, not, not your head the other See, so now I'm, I'm actually I'm ready for the head and Kurt Angle saying good night and we'll see you next time here at the PWR podcast at the how Me media group at com. go ask your wife don't ask my wife what that's what Kurt Angle said to Jared oh that that's cool